Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. So tonight I'm thinking about a growth mindset. A growth mindset is the belief that your current talents, your abilities, your intelligence, your position in life is not a fixed position, but that it can be improved upon with hard work, self-initiative, and with dedication. And why I want to talk about a growth mindset tonight is because we've been talking about this with our students at the school that I teach at. Our theme this year is in it to win it. You know how schools usually the admin wants to put a theme in place. And so our 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 theme this year is we're in it to win it. And so she wanted us to have superheroes and whatnot uh, around the building or just do things that are encouraging because now we're finally, I mean, not in reality because we have all these spikes, but post-COVID in the sense that we have 100% attendance of the students back on school. They're not really offering the hybrid model, at least not in our district. And so, you know, some of the kids, our school goes from sixth to eighth grade so our eighth graders haven't been on campus since they were in sixth grade and then didn't even finish the year. And then so, you know, that's almost a year and a half, almost two years that students were in this space of not having that social development that they really need at their age, not being able to be around their friends like that. Also not being in a traditional classroom and yes, learning was still taking place, but some students that I even had last year that I'm seeing this year, it's so interesting seeing them in person and in class because, you know, when they were at home, their parents couldn't monitor them all the time. And I knew they weren't bad kids, but, you know, if I'm sitting up on the computer every single day for, you know, seven, eight months out of the year, I would stop attending some of these classes too. So, you know, it's just interesting to see them, you know, in this space. And some of them were taller than I thought. Some of them were way shorter than I thought <laughs> after seeing them on camera for an entire year and on campus for the first time. And in my class, even though I teach dance, this first week we've been going over just syllabus things and structural things and today we talked about a growth mindset yesterday um i showed them how they could calculate their own grade so that <laughs> we wouldn't have this problem of how did i get this grade how did i get that they'll be in full control of what i'm looking at every day and it pretty much remains the same and we were just doing simple averaging like how you find the average you know you add however many grades there are. So say if a student has two, has me two days, then we add those two grades divided by two. They have me five days, then we add five grades divided by two. And I would call different students to the board so that we could all walk it through with the class. And even with something that at least I thought was simple math, and I say simple, when I say simple math, I'm not even being condescending. Like people who know me know me know that math, I've never failed a math class, but math has never been my strength. I just, I'm just adamant about working hard, like getting it. 
but math was never my thing in school. Um, but I couldn't go home with no feeling grades, so I would sit at the front of every class. <laughs> but you know, here I so I really think what we did was simple math because that's simple math for me, simple averaging. That's why I always do my grades to equal a hundred points. I don't need nothing else. I don't need no. <laughs> nothing where I got to calculate uneven numbers. Like I just keep it real simple. And I saw students, you know, who I would call up. And even though their peers were yelling the answers to them because we were solving it as a class, you know, certain s- students struggled. They still had the courage to get up, which I really love. But, you know, I could see certain things just of missed learning opportunities. Even I I love to write, so I have my students write when we write little reflections or just one or two sentences telling me about themselves and just looking at their papers and like, you know, wow. Um, I, I don't know if this is standard for your grade. I remember, you know, because I've worked in, in, in different places or work with different students, just seeing differences in writing and different abilities, even amongst the class. And so for me, I wanted to talk about growth mindset with my students, because when I think about things that we have to face that are hard, or that are difficult, or that we might shrink back from, whether it's coming to the board to work out a problem, or whether it's having the confidence to take a, you know, guess at a question you're not for sure if there's a right or wrong answer to, or standing up and being the first person to present, or in my class, if they have to dance and they're not really comfortable with dancing, or, um, working out when we're doing workouts and they think a push-up is super hard and so they give up instead of just continuing to try and even doing you know getting to where they can do one or do two correctly and so to me it was important to talk about growth mindset because a growth mindset can help you in any area of life not just school and again repeating what a growth mindset is simply the belief that where you are is not a fixed place, that if you work hard, if you are intentional with it, if you get new information, that you can grow beyond where you are, that just because you weigh what you weigh now doesn't mean you can't gain or lose weight. Just because you can't lift 20 pounds right now doesn't mean if you worked your muscles every single day and gradually increased that eventually you wouldn't be able to lift 20 pounds because you would be. But it takes that consistency. But when we don't try at all or when we give up or when we talk down on ourselves, that's when we lose the enthusiasm or lose the motivation to continue to improve or when we think it'll never happen for us or when we just back down and don't have the courage to try anyway, that's when we fall in that fixed mindset. And a fixed mindset means that where I am, the intelligence that I have, the beauty that I have, the strength that I have, where I am in my body and my money, 
what I've been taught, what I've always been exposed to. That's what I know. That's what I'm comfortable with. This is where I always be. This is just, it just is what it is. And that's more so of a fixed mindset. And so I asked my students when we had this, you know, long conversation, which they added so much value to the conversation. I would ask them at the end, so would you rather have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? A growth mindset. <laughs> and why is that? You know, because I want to reach my goals or I want to be successful or I want to improve on what it is that I'm doing. And I wanted to share this conversation, you know, with you all because I think sometimes, even though I love my job, I think sometimes I can take it for granted, the position that I'm in, the position of somewhat of an authority, um, of an influencer of sorts, like so many people point back to their teachers for believing in them or speaking to them or so, so there are some people who, you know, resent teachers they had in the past and they remember them because they ended up becoming successful despite a teacher not believing in them, <laughs> you know? And so when we had that conversation today, I found myself reflecting on some of the things that, you know, maybe I didn't practice a growth mindset or areas where I can strengthen having a growth mindset. In the practical way that we applied this is that I use my dance principle. So I made this up or I, I really feel like God gave it to me back in 2017 I was working at this camp and I just I was just decorating my room. Really, we had to decorate. And I was the dance specialist at this camp in the Poconos, Pennsylvania. And so I made this poster that said dance and each letter stood for something. And so I say, D, do your best. A, ask questions. N, never give up. C is celebrate yourself and E is embrace mistakes. And I didn't realize what I was writing or what I was doing, but my classes when I was at this camp was broken up into like boys would come and girls would come like they were in separate camps because it was a sleepaway camp that they would stay at for a week at a time. We was there the whole summer, but we would have kids bust in from like Harlem, the Bronx, uh, Brooklyn, Manhattan every single week. So the kids who came would stay for a week and it'll be boys and girls, but they had different age groups and different, you know, camp leaders. So with the boys, I will use the story of David, King David in the Bible. And with the girls, I will use Queen Esther. And this was just impromptu one day, but with the boys, and it was the first lesson I had did that I just really fell in love with. And I was like, wow, this dance principle is on to something. This is motivating to me. But if you're not aware of the story of King David, King David, I think I talked about this on one of the podcasts, but he was anointed to be king at the age of 15. His dad didn't believe, you know, he he was like, he a shepherd boy. David is the one who defeated Goliath, if you've ever heard that story, while he was still a boy, probably about 18 or so at this point. And then he finally became king 15 years later. And David was known after the man after God's own heart. But David was very flawed. David also 
you know, he killed a man because he ended up sleeping with his wife and getting her pregnant. That's Bathsheba. And he didn't want to own his mistakes. So he put that man, Uriah, at the front of the army because he knew he would die in the army. And God saw it. So he sent Samuel to tell him, hey, we're going to bring calamity on your household, your first child. We're going to take him away. You know, as God still issued him consequences, he took a census when God told him not to. And God gave him those consequences. God didn't want him to bring his, uh, build his temple because God said, I don't want a warrior building my temple. I leave that to your son, which is Solomon, who was the wisest king who ever lived. Um, David. David committed adultery, but David was flawed. He was a very flawed man. He did some things that you'll just be like, man, you you could call him a bad guy, but he's known as one of the greatest kings that ever lived as far as biblical times. And he's still known after the man, after God's own heart. And so I talked about this with my boys because I wanted them to see that David he was still very manly, and I used the scripture David danced before for the Lord in a living in a linen ephod, and I would use the dance acronym in that. And I said to me, what that means is that David did his best. David asked the right question. He was always questioning God. He was always in God, God's you know God's corner. He was always intrigued with God and seeing God's praises because David was also a poet and a musician he wrote the book of Psalms which is a book of poems a book of songs to God he was in touch with his feminine side he understood how to sing praises and not question you know his manhood but he was a warrior as well he was the best warrior to ever to ever live he was a warrior and a king which no other king was actually a warrior as well David was so he was fully in touch he was a whole man he was a whole man he wasn't a perfect man though and so these boys you know who were young 9 10 11 12 13 years old enjoyed this conversation and I love that dance principle and I've been using it ever since about, you know, for me, dance is life. <laughs> dance is what I love. Dance is what I like to do. It's what I like to teach. It's what I do for myself. But being a teacher in very different spaces, whether in public schools or at camps, you know, sometimes kids don't always sign up for your class. They get put in there. You know, or even adults who want to come to your community classes, they want to dance, but they're kind of apprehensive. They don't know if they like it. So my goal can't always be to teach them dance in a way that I would relate to it because I can walk in a dance class and it don't matter how hard it is, how serious it is. I'm going to jump in, whereas somebody who's already apprehensive about dance or doesn't like dance or is apprehensive about moving their body my goal is not to make them become a prima ballerina or become the best dancer as in the physical sense, but I want them to be the best dancer in their life. I want them to show, be able to show up for life when life gets difficult, when life gets hard. I want them to be able to dance and get on stage of their life and take front and center, you know, no matter what's going on. 
And so that dance principle and using the story of David or using the story of Esther helped me bring that vision to life. Like David, King David was known after man's after God's own heart because he danced before the Lord. He understood his purpose. He did his best to D. He asked questions A. He never gave up. Even when he sinned and he knew he was going to have to face the consequences of his action, he still showed up. It was a point in the Bible where um, his own soldiers wanted to turn his back and kill him. And he was like, God, you're going to deliver me in the hands of these men? He said, they are going to turn on you, but I got you because you always come back to me. You always embrace those mistakes that you make. He see, he celebrated himself always. That's why he was dancing in front of the Lord. He was like, look, I'm going to get even more undignified than this because I'm a flawed man, but I'm loved. And then he always embraced his mistakes. Even when God had to chastise him, he always took what he did and he learned from it. And he was able to take responsibility and him and God was able to keep on moving forward. And that's why he was the man after God's own heart, because he knew how to dance in life. He knew how to do his best. He knew how to ask those questions. He never gave up. He consistently celebrated himself. And then he embraced those mistakes because he knew even when he was making mistakes, he was doing his best. So David had a growth mindset because he knew that he wasn't a perfect man. He knew that he had areas to improve on. And so we didn't talk about King David <laughs> at school today, but I did use the dance principle to even let my PE class know, hey, this is my expectation of you. Life is a dance. You know, I believe all of us in here can dance. These are things that I'm, when I say dance, this is what I'm asking for you to just show up and give me your best. Give yourself your best. Don't even do it for me. And so I offer you that same conversation today. In what ways can you dance with life? In what ways can you make sure that you're showing up and that you're presenting yourself front and center on your own stage? You're the writer, you're the filmmaker, you're the producer, and you're the main character. But sometimes we give other people starring roles in our show, on our stage, while we take a break and we stop dancing with life. We stop doing our best. We stop being curious about who we are and who our purpose are. We stop asking those questions that will move us forward. And we get complacent, we get fixed in where we are because we don't think we're good enough. We think other people are better. We think our mistakes are just too big, too, too, too grand, too unforgivable. We give up and we throw our hands up and we think, you know, ain't no point of moving forward or this is what I'm comfortable with. Or you, we get scared of standing out and moving forward. Instead of celebrating ourselves, we nag ourselves. We beat ourselves up about things that we can't change. We allow our past to consume our present. We allow our mind to wander and then we wait on other people to validate us or push us up or give us praise when it's like we're our constant recording. We have to live with ourselves when the people who encourage us are not there. 
So we can't wait on people to encourage us. You got to celebrate. I know you want an eight-minute mile, but right now you're at nine minutes and 30 seconds. You got to celebrate the fact that last week you were at 10 minutes. So you got 30 seconds faster. You may not be at eight minutes yet, but guess what? Somebody else, they're not going to celebrate you till you get at eight minutes. So you're going to wait on their celebration? What if you don't make it to the eight-minute mile until two months from now? No, you got to celebrate every incremental progress. And then that last point of embracing mistakes and the cycle continues because if you were dancing, then you were always D. You were always doing your best. So when you embrace mistakes, your mistakes are not you. If yes, the relationships you've been in in the past haven't worked and you sit back and you look and you can see the areas where, yeah, it don't mean what they did wasn't trash, wasn't wrong. But you can also see where you let things slide, where you didn't know your worth, where you did things too fast, where you moved too swiftly, where you weren't true to you. There's no need in continuing to beat yourself up about that. Because at the end of the day, if the relationship was supposed to work, it was going to work. And so all you have to do now is focus on yourself and say, hey, well, I made these mistakes. And even then, I was doing the best I could with the information I had at the time. None of us wakes up and say, how can I ruin my life today? How can I be the worst I can possibly be in this relationship so it doesn't work? How can I be a bad friend today? How can I lose all my money today and not know how to manage it? None of us wake up and say that. I mean, I hope you don't. So when you look back on the things that you've gotten yourself into or the situations that you're in and you do begin to take responsibility for certain areas, take the responsibility, but don't take the shame. Don't take the guilt. Take the lesson. Take the wisdom. Take understanding where you were at that time and what roots need to be pulled up based on what was planted before you even had the awareness that this is not going to work with how you need to operate moving forward. Some of the things that we do, that's been passed down for generations. We saw our mom do that. We saw our dad do that. We saw our aunties do that. Nobody knew anything different. Or even if they could articulate something different, they didn't discipline themselves to practice something new. So now that you have the awareness, you can do a new thing. That's about embracing mistakes. That's about having a growth mindset. That where you are is not fixed unless you fix it that way. Unless you decide that instead of dancing through life, you're just going to sit on the sideline, hang up your dancing shoes, sit down and be like, you know, this is the best it's going to get. Or only pray but not do any work. Faith without works is dead. You got to get up and move. Life is movement. Life is always moving forward. And if we're not constantly moving forward, then we're always going to be living and existing in the past. Because just the way our brain works, our brain is going to naturally continue to replay experiences that we've already had. And so if we're constantly just allowing our brain to do what it naturally does, it's not going to move forward for us. 
we have to move our body forward. We have to make our mind move forward. We have to make our thoughts move forward. So we always have to be in motion, moving forward to what it is that we want, even if it's just daily, step by step. Like as soon as that thought come up, acknowledge it. But let me read this book. Let me get new information. And celebrate your progress in that too. Like, man, when I used to think about this old relationship, it used to bring me to tears no matter where I'm at. Now it just kind of makes me sad. Now I think about it, I just roll my eyes. Dang, today, now I think about it, I don't even have no emotional tie to it. I still miss them, still love them, but now I feel, you know, it's whatever. I'm grateful. I'm grateful because without that experience, it wouldn't have sent me on this path to find more of me and to strengthen myself and to stand on my own two feet. And thank God that you finally got to that point when months ago you were still angry. You were still holding on to that bitterness. You were still hanging on to that shame. You were still hanging on to that guilt and thinking that you messed up or that you did something wrong or that you could have done something better to keep them around. You have the power to move forward. That's that job's loss that didn't want you. Or even if it was you who messed up, wasn't coming on time or whatnot, you're not that same person anymore. Trust yourself that you've gained the wisdom if you've been doing the work, if you've decided to move forward. So that's what I have for y'all tonight. Um, My prayer is that you understand and that you know that you don't have to be trained to be able to dance you can absolutely do your best you can absolutely ask any question ask God ask your friend ask you know ask yourself get curious about your purpose get curious about who you are get curious about why you are the way you are why you make certain decisions ask those hard questions and face yourself Don't give up when you start facing yourself because it's not going to be easy. Never give up. See, celebrate yourself. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. And you are the one who is going to be able to move forward. You are going to be the one who's going to be the most dominant voice in your life because you're with you 24-7. And then embrace those mistakes. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes, even with your best intentions, even with planning things out, even with praying about it, rolling on the floor, whatever you got to do, you're going to make some mistakes, whether they're minor or big. And the quicker you embrace them and just take responsibility like, hey, this ain't where I want to be or I made a mistake or that's an error or, you know, I can do better than this the quicker you can move forward because even in your mistakes, you are D, doing your best, and it's a cycle. It's that two-step. It just keep on stepping, keep on moving, keep on grooving. So I love y'all so much, and I just encourage you to understand that you can move beyond where you are. You have what it takes to make your dreams a reality. Life is not fixed for you. It is not a fixed race as far as fixed for you to lose. You're going to win at the end if you believe it and you move forward towards the finish line. 
You can't keep pushing the finish line back because you're running behind the race. No, you got to keep going. And put yourself on center stage of your own life. So I love y'all so much. If you want to reach out to me, my information is on my website at WhitleyNGreen.com. I also have my blog there if you like to read some of the work there. I'm on Arts Feminine on Twitter, The Feminine Arts Academy on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Wondering Whitley on Facebook and Instagram. And Whitley Hooray on Instagram is my personal page. And remember, y'all, get in alignment to receive your assignment. I'll talk to y'all soon.